Hi, and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I am here with my lovely wife, Natasha Mason. Hello. And there she is, helloing from the side. And we're glad to be back with you on another episode of The Abnormal Christian. Um, I I think this episode will probably be titled um, Catching Up. Let's catch up a little bit, everybody. Let's have some ketchup. Everybody loves ketchup. No mustard, Mm. just ketchup. Um, So we're glad to be back with you. Um, We haven't been on the episodes or done an episode since, I would say, last year, probably. Um, 2020. Uh, 2020 was a rough year for everybody. As you know, the coronavirus made the rounds and is still making the rounds and um, is causing a lot of problems for people. So um, for us, we are no exception to that. <laughs> of course. Um, of course we'd not. be well, excluded. Right. We should catch it just like everybody else. Um, thankfully, and I, I thank the Lord every day that I myself have not succumbed to this um, terrible thing. Um, it's, it's, it's been really bad on some people. I know we've, we've known people who have passed away, um, whether it be from the coronavirus or the age or the complications from something else. And, um, a church we're attending, um, the, they lost their pastor maybe a month ago, I think, well, not even that long ago, but it's been real recent. Um, so he had passed away from his second round of coronavirus. He'd caught it twice, uh, once in November last year and then January this year. So those people who say he can't catch it twice they're not actually accurate we don't even really know i don't even know i'm not a doctor i won't speculate um but somewhere along the way natasha decided that she wanted to try it for herself you know just to see <laughs> just to see what it was like to have the coronavirus so um, which is rather humorous because i don't i work from home and i don't go anywhere right and i'm very you know i wear my mask everybody gasp who is against wearing masks or sanitizing your hands. I mean, I was fairly, you know, doing what I should be doing. But alas. <laughs> but alas, she still managed. I was stricken. Yeah, to, to catch it. And and it was... Um, it was very quick. Yeah. She got it, and I think she was in bed for 10 days, 11 days. Easy. I think were, yeah, I think you were in bed. She was actually in the bed for 10 days. Um, her temperature at one point got to 105. So it got really high, and she almost had brain damage. Um, I'm still not quite sure. We're still running through that one to see what happened. Um, but but her temperature got really high. She was really had a fever for almost the whole uh, ten days. Yeah, for the whole ten spell. days. I've never had a fever like that before. Right. Um, I did take her to the hospital at one point because I was really concerned. Uh, if you know anything about and you've listened to episodes before, um, Natasha had had cancer a few years ago um, and had part of her intestines removed. And so she doesn't um, absorb liquids very well. Um, and so I she get dehydrated really quickly correct. and easily. And when she does, it, it can be rather devastating. And so we were really concerned before the coronavirus even got to us um, that if she got it, it could be very severe for her. Um, so we got to a point where she was really in bad shape. And I, I said, yeah, you know, we've, we've got to go to the hospital. This is ridiculous. Um, and I can't believe this just keeps, you know, because I think we had called your doctor or something. I don't know. And, and you just stayed in bed. Well, it, it was like three or four days of a fever. And which I stayed quarantined in the basement, right. and Brad really was the only person that came down besides my friend, who's a nurse, to nurse me. <laughs> uh, but he had an N95 mask, and he was very good about wearing that. And you know, I mean, I didn't see the kids for the whole, that time. whole time. Yeah, and even after that, we were very cautious about making them go in another room and you know even when you got out of the bed and you were able to move around it was like hey go and go in the living room and stay out of the yeah, way don't be in my you know? face right 
um, because we didn't want it to spread to the rest of the house, and and and, we, and it didn't. So uh, we follow Natasha's protocols. Anytime someone gets sick in our house, there's always a cloud of Lysol that is moving from one room to the next. Um, <laughs> that has worked well. It has, and everything I eat tastes like Lysol. That, that's not true. It's chicken with Lysol on it. So. But we followed that same protocol when she got sick of really just, um, you know, every time I went into the basement, I came back upstairs, I washed my hands. Um, I even sprayed disinfectant on the mask after I took it off on the outside of the mask because I only had like one. So, you know, I used it multiple times, um, but it worked really well. I didn't, you know, I didn't catch anything and I was really grateful for that um, because I saw what it was doing to her and it was really rough. It's, it, I really got concerned. Um that you you read and you hear a lot of terrible stories about this and uh i just didn't know you know i did miss a week of work um and i don't like to miss work i like to work she knows that but i had to miss work because uh we really had to quarantine everybody into the house to make sure we weren't going to spread it so that's still going on right so coronavirus is still out there it's still traipsing around the world and it's still um it's still causing havoc uh, to people. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and some other things that are going on. Um, really, this episode is going to be more about um, current events in, in the United States of America. And I want to talk to, we've got a lot of people who are listening around the world still, and I thank you for coming to the podcast and listening to us, um, listening to Southern folks rant about their lives in the, in the South of America, right? Um, and, and so if you're outside the United States and you kind of get a little bit of the news of what is going on, on the news um the news the media that we have here is very controlling they're very trying to control the narrative of what everyone sees even the people who live in the united states we're being subjected to um just this wave and i almost get this feeling like we're huddled in our basements like does anybody hear us please come help us right and so there's this there's a wave of information that just keeps coming out from our government and from medical physicians and that Dr. Fauci guy and they keep talking and they keep saying things and they keep telling us what to do and um, and there's this you know I think it's uh, it's tough because if you've ever had if you've ever gone to a zoo and this is a just kind of a weird analogy but if you've ever gone to a zoo I remember going one time and I saw the um, I think it was the gorillas no it was a black bear. Yeah, imagine it was a black bear and the black bear was pacing back and forth and had just paced back and forth and worn a, a path in the ground and had just walked back and forth and if you look at that and you you do some research on animals locked in zoos or in cages like that they pace back and forth because of anxiety because they want to be out they want to be exploring right. they want a bigger space and so they they get in this it's habit. a coping mechanism right so I, and i think that's what we see in the world um the world the people in the world are dealing with coronavirus horribly um because we're not we're not made we're not creatures who want to be locked in a room or in our homes um other than going to work we don't want to just go to work and come home and that is, that causes a lot of stress um in the medical field we talked about this me and natasha talk about this all the time the um depression uh mental health um is is incredibly um increasing the the problems that people are having from being locked up children kids teenagers adults um suicide rates have gone up people are uh, they're experiencing more depression and mental issues mental health issues uh, due to being 
constricted, being locked in, being kept pinned up, um, and being told that they can't go out and do anything. And we understand that there's got to be this level of protection to where we've got to do everything that we can to make people um, safe, right? That's the, the and here's a little. It's bit all of, done in the name of safety. Yes, which and I get. That's a huge problem for for Christians, right? This is a Christian podcast. For Christians, that is a gigantic problem because we run into the idea that the Scripture says we're supposed to be submissive to those that are in charge of us, our, our government. We're supposed to listen to them. But at what point do we stop listening to them? And, um, and and we all know, for Christians, the point is is when they come against the Word of God. If they say you can't read your Bible and you can't worship and you can't... Um, you know, you can't do a lot of different things um, that regard to your faith, then that is a problem. And we see that. That's a huge problem. Um, I remember there was a story, Nebuchadnezzar and the three, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the young guys. He said, you, you know, you've got to bow down and worship this idol that I am sitting near. This is, you know, this image. You've got to worship this. And they didn't want to do that. They were going to worship the living God. And so they stood against authority and against, quote, unquote, government because they knew who the living God was. Um, you had Daniel. You know, Daniel was thrown in the lion's den because he was told, you can't pray anymore. Stop praying. You have to pray to the king. And if you pray to anyone else other than the king, you'll be thrown in the lion's den. Well, Daniel goes up and what does he do? The Bible says he opened the windows of his room so he could face toward Jerusalem and he could pray. And when they knew, they saw him praying. Boom, they locked him up and threw away the key. Um, so as for us as Christians, we know there's consequences to these things. But it's interesting to see the effect of these kind of things on the non-religious people, non-Christians, atheists, whatever you want to call them. People of other faiths, um, when they are locked away and put away, you don't hear. I mean, honestly, so in America right now, a great majority of churches have reopened and started going back. Um, last year, I told Natasha when they closed, I felt it was a good idea for a short time to make sure that we're staying safe until everybody knew how bad this was really going to be. Because that was the real whole whole deal. How bad is this really going to be? Um, and is it easily spreadable, transmittable? If it is, we need to stay away from each other, right? So church being closed for a while is no big deal. Um, but I think uh, you cannot, the, the, the church, the body of Christ should not stay closed and away from each other. I just don't think that's how we operate. We're family. We should be gathering together to worship. Um, there's a point to when personal responsibility comes into it. And I think our government in the United States is trying to take that away from people. They're trying to say, you don't, you're not smart enough. In many cases, they're not incorrect. Um, but they're saying that you're not responsible to handle your own life. We're going to tell you what to do. You know, you need to wear. You need us to come along and tell you. Right. You need to wear two masks. You need to wear three masks. You need to stand in a bubble. I mean, it just what is the what is the end game? You know, they've got the vaccine that's going around, and um, people are not getting it. So the, the the surplus of the vaccine is building up because a large majority of people are saying, "Yeah, we don't really trust that." You know. Um, there's it's not, just not there's not enough data. No, I don't think personally. No, to me, there's not enough information out there. And, uh, please don't take this to say the like we're telling you not to get the no, vaccine. You no. make your own decisions and your own choice about what you want to do. Absolutely, um, but for me, I'm not doing it until I, I, I'm absolutely made to do it. Because I don't I, right now. I just don't. I don't need it. I don't want it. And it will it come to, me, to that? It may. I don't know. I, I know a lot of it. Let's, and let's hit on a little bit of that because, okay, so for like the last um, 
From December and January, I was inundated because of people, some folks that I work with. I was inundated with an amount of conspiracy theory information. I mean, <laughs> every you, day you had something. You could not believe the amount of conspiracy theories that I heard um, in December and January. And this was all related to the election. Um, there was one that said there were 50,000 Chinese uh, killed in uh, New York in a bunker under the ground. They dropped a bomb on them, killed them all. They were sneaking in from uh, Canada. Uh, you know, they were sneaking in from China, Canada, and they were going to invade the United States. Um, and, and, and I'll admit, a lot of this was more conservative people on the right-hand side, like the really far right-hand side. They were talking about, you know, um, the overthrow of the government, all these things. And I think last year on the podcast, they even said, I really thought Joe Biden's probably going to win because the left is, is admitted that they're going to lie, cheat, and steal. They have said as much. They're going to do it. Um, and whether and why you, are we surprised when... I, exactly. They, whether you believe the election in the United States was rigged or not there it's coming out now there are some people there was a lady who was arrested um for forging ballots and stuff like that so i mean there's there's some there was some stuff that went on whether it was affected the whole thing or not i can't tell you um but i think for us you know during that whole period it's just like everything in the united states and i if you're outside of the united states you don't understand this and let me let me say it clear the floodgates have opened the doors have opened wide open um, since Biden has been elected, we have been inundated for the last two months with every kind of wicked, perverse idea that you could probably run across. I mean, well, and, it's, it, when you think things are the worst they could be, there's always something. Yes, worse, it's but. this. Uh, everybody's got their own feelings about it, and I know what the scripture says. Uh, we know the scripture says men and women. There's male and female. That's how God made them. God made man for woman, and woman for man, and He put them together. But it's just like every every other idea, every other concept that you could think of. Um, has really just come out of the woodwork. It's in the news over here. They're they're really pushing all kinds of different ideas and agendas um, when it comes to gender and politics and race theory and um, just all these different things are coming after you know the average American. I mean, to the point to where people are getting offended. Uh, you showed me an article a while ago. Um, some little girls were offended that there was a sign that said "men working" uh, at a construction site. Right. right? Right. It's men. They're working at a construction. But the word men on there is offensive because, you know, that's just excluding other genders. What? It's men working. You know, it just, but that's what we're dealing with right now. And the problem that I see as a Christian is that we've got this president for four more years. Uh, it, that would be a miracle. It's only been two months or two months. It's only been two months. And, He's and, not done like any press conferences on his own. No, no um, interviews on his own. There's a lot of concern. I mean, I have a lot of concern about his. I had a lot of concern about his mental faculties before he became president. Um, if you see, there's a lot of videos out there where he stumbles through his speeches. He stumbles through his words. He can't get his thoughts in a coherent pattern he struggles with that and um i think you know he's 78 and uh he's the oldest i think the oldest president we've ever had um and so i think somewhere along the way he is either removed um because he's not physically able to do it anymore or he has some kind of physical ailment that that automatically takes him out um and then we're left with a vice president and that um her track record in california has been just disastrous um but it's so far it's just been two months of just Anything and everything. Um, and when I say that, that sounds bad. 
But the good news and the good hope is, is that where sin does abound, the grace of God does much more abound, right? So where darkness um, increases, the grace of God is there increasing as well. So as we see all these crazy things happening, we see people going back to church. We see people getting back together. We see people willing to stand for the gospel. There's a pastor in China, to, uh, China, Canada, sorry, pastor in Canada who was arrested um, for holding service in his church because he did not follow the local restrictions. Um, I think they wanted his church to be at a 15%, 20% capacity, which would have been next to no one. But people in droves, tro- you know, they chose to come there. If people decide to get together on their own, regardless of what anyone else says, and they want to get together and worship the Lord God in, in heaven, they have the absolute right to do that. I know in the United States we do. Don't know about Canada. Don't know their constitution. Don't know their laws. But in the United States, freedom of religion is absolutely important. Supreme Court supported uh, the church in California that was told to close by Gavin Newsom, the uh, the governor there. They were actually told they would be arrested. I think it was John MacArthur, I, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they stood again. They took it all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said you cannot violate the Constitution of the United States. People have a right to worship. Um, and I, you know, last year I was kind of against it. I was like, don't do it because we we don't want to spread this thing. But now that we've come through and we've seen, where, you know, yeah, some people are going to pass mean, away from it. I think we just hit the anniversary of a year right. was when they shut everything down last year in march right but the one thing this country needs the one thing the world needs more than anything is the gospel is the gospel message is the gospel going out um we read an article today i read to her that there was um six million people in nigeria they say there's six million people No, there was more than you said 60 some million okay maybe it was 64 i think it was 64 64 64 million people in nigeria who have not heard the gospel they don't even know who jesus is it was an article about uh which is greater coca-cola or jesus and the fact was that majority of people that were there had heard of coca-cola and they've never heard of jesus they have no clue so we've got these these unreached groups out there in the world and um if we as christians are sitting on our hands and we're sitting you know in our homes and we're scared to go out uh, and we're afraid we're going to catch something. You know, I, I don't want to catch coronavirus. I could die, so I don't want to go out there, you know. Well, I mean, I think <clears throat> it wouldn't be so much a big deal as if... if <laughs> what are you doing there? I don't know. You told me to get up closer to the there mic, and go. I'm like, it's in my mouth. <laughs> a little more. Yes, <laughs> Can't get any closer. Oh, no, I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> go ahead on. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead on. You'll, it'll come back to you in about two seconds. Uh, Anyway, so now look, you made me forget where I was going. But it's it's just the gospel, right? The gospel. So the older I get, the more imperative the gospel is. It's the honest truth. We talk about it. Me and Natasha, and this I know this episode is going all over the place, but we're catching up, people. You hadn't heard us in a while. We hadn't been there with you. And we're glad you're here. We're going to be right there with you. But we want you to see where we've been, because in the last couple of months, we've been kind of maturing in Christ as well, and we've been coming to a realization. I mean, so we're um, we're listening to music. We're listening to Crowder, right? We're listening to his new song, Good God Almighty. Um, great song. If you have a chance, check it out on YouTube. Love Crowder. But Natasha says to me... Um, She's gotten to the point to where she she likes songs that are about God. She, no problem with that. Um, but the songs that really get her are the songs that speak about her condition, who she was, right? The songs who we that, were before, how wretched we were, and you know, I think we all put that in our own heads, and we struggle with guilt and thinking how terrible we were, and that's on different levels. But we all think that we're as bad as we could be. And then Christ meets us there. I mean, because last Sunday we were in church and we sang, 
you know, some contemporary songs, and then they threw the How Great Thou Art. Right. And I was like, I, I thought people were going to look at me like I was crazy. Right. I was cry- crying. Right. <laughs> now, I, heard you, like, I heard you beside mm-hmm. them, and I just kept singing. I was like, don't look at her, because, you know, they'll, they'll know you're with her. Don't look at her. <laughs> but no, I, and I get that, and, and that's... That's what everybody needs, you know. I think we've got to have this this place, and and I've made the mistake myself before of promoting the gospel in such a way that it's all the good stuff, you know. I've promoted the gospel to people in my life, and I know I have that it's the good stuff that God is going to redeem you and save you and give you a home and glory and and give you all of this stuff. That's why you need to be saved, right? And I know I've pre- presented that side to people, and I, I, I it's not the right. But side. it's easy for God to be there for us in our minds when good things are going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's understanding that it's through the bad that God will be there as well. Yeah. It's always through the bad. You know, and, and that's that's the tough part. I think we feel, and many times, um, just like the rest of the world, we feel abandoned sometimes. And it's not because God abandons us. It's that whole idea that our emotions feed on us, our bodies, these emotions that we have. They lie to us. If you don't believe that your emotions are lying to you, sometimes you fooled yourself. Because sometimes your emotions say, God isn't here with you. God has left you. Why would God let this get this bad? Why would he let these things happen to me? I don't understand. You know, where is God in the middle of all this? And I don't don't get it and uh and really those are things that we're telling ourselves this flesh is going to lie to us the enemy is going to lie to us and try to tell us that we don't matter that yeah you said a prayer one time but that didn't really mean anything that didn't really hold you you said you had the holy spirit but you haven't heard anything from god in a long time you know um the crazy thing and i and i'll say this the, the crazy thing is, I find sometimes that um, as I, I'm reading the Word of God more and I'm, I'm praying more and I feel like I'm trying to get closer to the Lord, I sometimes feel like I'm even further away than I was before I started. you know. And so I have to understand that feelings, the way we feel about this stuff, has to be kept in check and under control because our feelings are going to lead us you know, down all kinds of crazy paths. Um, but anyway, so uh, we've got this whole podcast uh, thing going. Um, we're going to try and get uh, some more episodes pumped out. I think I figured out. I had Before a, we went on, he was like, don't say we're back. Well, I didn't say we're back. Well, I'm not saying we're back. Hey, don't don't take that to mean we're back. Because we said um, that last time. And then- <laughs> we, we fell off the radar for a couple months. So we know, you know, uh, I really have been encouraged recently because I was looking at our podcast data analysis and um, people are still listening. And I want to thank you if you're still listening. Um, we we still will more than happily pray for you. You can reach us at theabnormalchristian at gmail.com. Haven't checked it in a while, but I will check it. Um, <laughs> this week to see if anyone's out there who wants a a prayer request if there's anything we can do for you if you're in another country and you're a part of a ministry or a church and you have a need um, i can't say that we can do anything for you we may we may not be able to but maybe we can point somebody in your direction to help you Um, so if you're in another country and you're attending a congregation that needs something bibles whatever we can do to help you please email us at theabnormalchristian at gmail.com and we'll do our best to help you out and assist you any way we possibly can the ultimate goal of everything that we need to do is to make sure that the gospel goes to the ends of the earth we have to get this message out to people it's the most important thing listen 
I am a huge, if you've listened to me, you know I love the Word of God. I love all of the deep things that I can discover in God's Word because that's where we hear from Him. Um, and I love all the, you know, the ideas and the theology and the doctrine, and I love to talk about all that stuff. I think it's important, but the most important thing is you can't understand any of that until you've had the gospel touch your life. And for me, that's the single most important thing right now is making sure that the lost have a Savior and that they understand um, the sacrifice that God has made. So from us, I want to thank you for listening to this episode, and we will be back, and we will be current, and we will be hitting on some hard, uh, hard lick things, and we'll really be uh, looking at, 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 I'm telling you what, if you don't know, our government here in the United States is going to give us all kinds of stuff to talk about, uh, because every week something new is going to pop up, and we'll really dissect um, current culture and society versus the Word of God. Um, so thank you for listening, and we will catch you again. Bye.